All right, what's up? Okay, so for this podcast, sorry, I haven't been active in a long time, but this is, we are going to start posting more active, hopefully. So this, this podcast, we'll be talking about the draft the Titans had this season, 2020 draft. So would you like to start? Uh, yeah, so um, so we just jump right into our first pick we had, which was Isaiah Wilson, the right tackle from Georgia. So I was watching a lot of highlights initially when he got drafted, like just that they were showing, and I really liked him because I saw he was beating up on the SEC D lineman, which SEC is top tier in college football. So if he can do that against SEC guys, I think if he could work on his pass block, he'll be a great O-lineman down the road for us. Right. Right. He uh he played he played in Georgia and obviously he I mean, some good backs came out of there while he was there as in Sonny Michelle, DeAndre Swift. Um with Jack Conklin and Dennis Kelly being well Jack Conklin being uh you know taken by the Browns in free agency. I mean, it'll it'll create a spot for Dennis Kelly and uh, Isaiah Wilson to compete for that spot. Um, Wilson, uh, he registered his freshman season. He started 24 out of the 25 games over the next two years. Um, I think he will, you know, with his SEC experience, he'll carry over into the NFL pretty well. Um, you know, I – he did play. It says Wilson also experienced a playing playing his zone scheme, which is a good understanding of how to use his athleticism uh, to get into other spots rather than blocking his man. Um, uh, he also fits in with like the mentality. So obviously we have Vrabel, very very tough guy. You know, as you mentioned, Wilson just beats up the linemen. So you know, Vrabel will Vrabel is very physical. So is Wilson. You know. It says, "Quote Isaiah Wilson. I'm vi- I'm physical and enjoying and I enjoy beating up people. I I enjoy breaking another man's will. I mean, I think this is a great pick just because we needed we 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 did need another offensive lineman, especially because you know Kelly. Yeah, he's good, but I say we get another young guy in there and just have him get built up with all the veterans we have, and uh, I think it was great." Yeah, kind of going off of that, I do think that Dennis Kelly will win the battle in training camp and preseason. Mm-hmm. But I do think somewhere down the line, whether that be midseason or later in the season, I do think he's going to win that job from him. Just because I feel like he's a he's just a huge guy that really wants to just be so aggressive, and that's what Vrabel's going to like to see. I think Vrabel's going to slide him into that starting spot. Right. All right, so moving on to round two, where we selected Christian Fulton out of LSU, the corner. Um, Fulton, so in the first round, everyone really anticipated corner, you know. Um, there was a lot of good corners still up. I mean, I mean, where was Gladney taken? Gladney was taken by Gladney the was 31st, I believe. So, so Gladney was still there. So Gladney was still up. Uh, Amik Robertson was still up. Um, got a, lot, um, a lot of good guys. Yeah, so my thinking from our pick in the first round, I was expecting we were going to take Christian Fulton there, 
But then we took Isaiah Wilson, and I was kind of shocked because I was just expecting us to take a corner because that was our big need with the departure of Logan Ryan. Right. And so I was I was expecting Fulton to go, especially and well, and then I started seeing the Dolphins who were right after us taking um the corner out of Auburn, Noah in Binganongue. I know I probably mispronounced that. Yeah. And um, then I saw Vikings took Gladney. I was disappointed because I, I really like Gladney. I think he's a good man-to-man guy. Right. But then um, we got we got around to our second-round pick, and Fulton was still out there. So then I was just thinking, if we don't take him, we're making a huge mistake. And, of course, we did end up taking him. And then, um, like I did with Wilson, I started reading up about him. I saw he did have an incident with um, marijuana back in his freshman year. Right. And um, they're saying that he really he really is a good kid. He doesn't – he never missed class. He had a good GPA, never missed any practice. And um, he always practiced like he was a starter. Right. And, and um, that's what we always like to see out of a guy. Because that means he's going to be bringing his best every game, every practice, to better the team. Right. And going off of that, off of, onto his on-field skills, the uh, the Titans spoke with him about playing nickel when they met with him during the pre-draft process. Um, they like his aggressive press coverage skills. Um, he has the ability to play nickel if he needs to. Having, I mean, he did play there in 2018 a couple times, but... Uh, going off of the loss of Logan Ryan, uh, we did need that corner, which is, you know, it was a bit of a, you know, shocker when we didn't take a corner in the first round with all the good guys still up there. But seeing that we did take him in the second round was kind of a sigh of relief. But um, there were questions of his tackling ability. Um, right, like he wasn't a good, you know, he wasn't the best man-to-man guy out there, but he was, you know, he did show improvement last season at LSU, but uh, overall, still a good pick. I would rank it probably A-. minus. Yeah. Um, on the CBS Sports, they gave him an A, and I think that's a, that's a great that's a great grade for him. I mean, he's got speed. He's got 4.46, 40 speed. Mm-hmm. Um, he's above average in that, so he, he's going to be able to stay with the Tyreek Hill's Maybe not all the way down the field, but if he's pressing up on him, he's going to be able to hit him at the line and right. slow him down because he was the nation's best press corner in college football last year. Right. And again, with another SEC pick, I like I liked it when we took the two SEC guys first because it meant that they were going to be built tougher than some of the other guys taken. Right. All right, so um, moving on to the third round where we picked Darrington Evans, 93rd overall out of Appalachian State. Uh, The running back. So, to me, this was a great pick. We did need another physical back um, to partner with Derrick Henry. Um, I didn't like Deion Lewis. Um, Deion was not a good match with Derrick. You sit there and you run Derrick and run Derrick and run Derrick. And you give him a break for a second. You go out there and run Dion. You got to, you know, when you put in Dion, you're you're passing the ball. Like, 
it's just it's too predictive. Like you can predict it as as a defense. So we needed that other you know kind of more physical back to partner up with Derek, just so you still have that other option when you wanna you know let let Derek take a break for a couple of plays. Um, ESPN says taking Evans gives the Titans a home run hitter to back up Derek Henry. Evans has one has one cut and go ability that makes him a perfect fit with the Titans zone scheme, especially outside zone. Henry will get the bulk of the carries, um, but having a back like Evans who could come in and gain chunks of yards, five, six yards per carry in 2019, um, with limited carries is a perfect complement. He had over 14 yards last season on 255 carries. He is capable of handling a heavy workload as a bonus. Titans also look to Evans for helping in the return game. He is also seen as a returner at uh, Appalachian State. Um, going off of you saying you like taking the SEC guys, obviously, there's not going to – I mean, I don't think there was any uh, SEC running backs still up there. Uh, no, because – Swift was taken before. Yeah, Keyshawn Vaughn was taken before. Right, Swift was um, taken by the Lions. Yeah, um, again, this was another guy I really was watching his highlights. And um, what I really like to see was he's really good in the pass protection. So, yes, he is that explosive guy that can break off those huge runs, but he's also going to be good in the pass game for Mm -hmm. when we need someone to help maybe our struggling right tackle area. Maybe if we have Wilson in there who's not the best pass blocker, he's going to be over there to help him. Right. And so um, that's really what we like to see in a guy. He's always wanted to be a good teammate. And um, I also liked the pick because he was the Sunbelt Conference Offensive Player of the Year. Yes. And so I I really liked the pick. Um, CBS Sports had it at a B-, which I did not agree with at all. I just think that um, he's so explosive. Mm-hmm. And that he, I think he's going to be our next great running back after maybe Derrick Henry starts his regression because he's obviously not going to be able to keep it up his right. entire career. Um, right. So, yeah, I like this pick a lot. And um, kind of going into our fifth round pick. I feel like we needed the D-line help at that point, trading away um, trading away Jarrell Casey in the offseason, which mm-hmm. w- this will be covered in the next podcast with our offseason moves. Um, but just kind of a glimpse into it. Um, Laurel, I, I mean, I was watching his highlights too, and he looks great. But it was also against the ACC, which I'm not sure is quite good because I wasn't seeing, like, Clemson highlights in there. And um, I just think he's a bit small for D-tackle. Yes, he is. He's only – he's only – well, he's 297.62 at the same time. Yeah, you got some offensive linemen nowadays that are up up around the 300 mark and over. And if he's going to be right. a D lineman, especially in that offensive guard area, that's where they got the, the bulkier guys. Mm-hmm. 
he did have 12 tackles for loss, two sacks, and two passes defended with two fumble recoveries last year. And um, mm-hmm. that is kind of what Jarrell brought to the table. He was able to cause havoc inside and be able to get his hands up to swap the passes. And um, I, I do like the pick a little bit, mm-hmm. not as much as I liked our first three picks. So I, right. I do kind of agree with the C that CBS Sports gave it. I would give it maybe a B minus, C plus in that range. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so basically, I mean, you kind of covered it all. It wasn't the best pick. or I mean, I think we could have gone, you know, defensive line. I wouldn't say earlier because of what the – because of what picks we took. But at the same time, it's like – I think I think Murchison is a great guy. He is a good player. He is. I mean, he he's gonna add depth. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having depth a depth in the defensive line, um, especially after you know losing Jarrell and you know we lost uh, Austin jo- or no we lost yeah we lost Austin Johnson mm-hmm. um, to the Giants, um, but uh, we did hire I think it was like three new defensive coaches this year. I'm pretty sure um, um. we got a new. In, we got a new uh, linebacker. We got we got a new linebackers coach, and we got a new DB coach. Uh, DB, we I know we got DB, but I uh, we got a new outside linebacker coach too. So I think we will have enough, you know, like athleticism, you know, just staff to work with him. You know, I I think I think he will turn out just because of you're right. The highlights you don't you can't tell of just because he has good highlights doesn't mean. He's going to be good, obviously. He didn't play the best, you know, like the SEC. He didn't play, you know, Alabama or the Georgias or the anything, you know. So, I would grade it, I'd say C, C minus. I don't think, I don't think it was, you know, the best at the time. But at the same time, like I said, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I feel like he's more of a project type player that can learn under... Right. Daquan Jones and Jeffrey Simmons, mm-hmm. even Jeffrey, yeah. So, kind of jumping along to our our first of the seventh round picks, Cole McDonald. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually, mm-hmm. I, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about this one. I mean, okay, this is the only thing that I don't see going good about him is. He has to compete with Logan Woodside. And Logan Woodside did play really well in last year's preseason. Um, I don't think – I'm watching his highlights now. I, he has a decent arm, but, uh, you know, he, I mean, he he could be elusive too. He could he – could, he's really good at throwing under pressure. Um, I think he had – he won he won some type of award last year. I, I'm not sure where – Obviously, coming from Hawaii, you don't play uh, the best yeah. teams. You're not going to get it. But um, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't have much to say about him, honestly. I mean, his release is just really weird. He kind of brings the ball down to his hip when he throws, mm-hmm. which I feel like that just makes it easier for D linemen to swat the ball as he throws it. But um, at Hawaii. This past year, he I, he did do 
good. He had 4,135 yards and 33 touchdowns. Um, But he also did throw quite a bit of interceptions for a a college quarterback. Mm Mm-hmm. Which isn't what you like to see, especially playing for Hawaii, because right. you know it's easy in the West that he's in, and mm-hmm. throwing fourteen interceptions in a season isn't going to cut it. Right. Right. But um, yeah, as you're saying, he he does have quick feet. He ran a four five eight forty, mm-hmm. so he will be able to run, but. I, I don't know. I, I feel like Logan Woodside's going to beat him out in the camp. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be much of anything for us. I mean, I, don't, I don't think either. I, I think, you know, I if he does somehow, you know, squeak past Logan, I think he will develop. But I don't see him. I think they're set on Logan Woodside, and I think they just brought in McDonald just, you know, see what's going on, see how, how you're going to, you know, say he does turn out and, and you know, it could be, you know, another Brady story or something. But I don't see it happening just because of, you know, he did play in Hawaii. He did have 14 interceptions. He also threw for 4,000 yards. I, I just don't – I don't see it happening. I, I, it would be a stretch for him to make the, the roster. Yeah. I mean – like 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 Woodside. Woodside came in and he had Mariota and Tannehill. I mean, I know he didn't expect to make the roster, but he did still sit under them the whole year. He learned from them the whole year. He came to all the games. He came to you know, he he learned under them all year, and now I, he will be the backup. I I I I'm almost positive he will turn out and be the backup. Yeah. Um. So our last pick, Chris Jackson. I do think we needed more depth at secondary, and um, I like Chris Jackson because of his speed. He he was mm-hmm. a track star in high school. He was a state champion for hurdles, mm-hmm. which shows one good speed, two good vertical, especially when you're mm-hmm. running like that. Um, he he wasn't the greatest at coverage. He he yeah. was named to the first team All Conference USA. He did have a pick in eleven passes defended, which um it's pretty good. But I feel like if you're playing in a, in the Conference USA, you got to be a bit more productive there, right? And I think you. I think he's going to be a special teams guy this year, if if he if he makes yeah. the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh. To Ron Davenport, he says using a draft pick on the safety does seem a bit odd, considering the Titans have full quality ones already on the roster. As in, you know, you have KV, you have Amani Hooker, you have Kenny Vaccaro. I mean, Crookshank who can play safety. I mean, you have all these guys, and. You know, I just don't think he is a capable nickel defender. He played nickel in college um, sometimes. But he, I, if he makes the roster, he, he will play special teams. 
if for some reason, you know, you know, Bayer gets hurt, Hooker gets hurt in the middle of the season, they could bring him up. It would probably be their first or second choice to bring him up over some over some other guys. But I just don't see him making the squad as a safety. He will probably make it as special teams. Yeah. Um, moving on to just the overall draft. Um, very interesting picks made in the first round. Um, one, we had people passing on Isaiah Simmons, and he dropped all the way down to the Cardinals, who were able to get an absolute steal with the eighth pick. And um, also in that first round, we had Jordan Love getting drafted by the Packers. So I thought that that was probably the worst pick of the first round. Just, just because sure. you have Aaron Rodgers, what, what, right. what's Aaron Rodgers gonna want? Another good receiver to throw to besides Devontae Adams. You lost Jimmy Graham exactly. the offseason. You lost, um, you lost Alan Lazard in the offseason, who was already not a great receiver. They they lost mm-hmm. a lot of pieces, and then they didn't build on it at all. They, right, right. They. Aaron Rodgers is going to want out of Green Bay after the season. I can I promise you that he will want out just because I don't see Aaron Rodgers already put it out. He doesn't like the pick. He supports the Packers, but he does not like the pick. He I mean yeah. who does? Like like why why pick? There was Justin Jefferson still on the board. Like why? Why would you take Jordan Love? He's not a first round talent. No, J- Justin Jefferson is picked twenty second. Though, there yes. Was he? Um, there are still uh, guys like Brandon Ayuk. There was um, right. I mean, there's plenty opinion, of great good. receivers still out there. Uh, the guy, the guy that the Colts took. Michael Pittman. Yes. I mean, Michael Pittman is out there. Chase Claypool is out there. Who? Who? I mean. <laughs> He's better than Jordan Love for the Packers, in my mm-hmm. eyes. Mm-hmm. Right. Even, okay, most people could hate this. Jawan Jennings, I think, would be a better fit for the Packers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they could have passed on Love and waited until the, maybe, I think I think Jawan is taken in the seventh round, so they could have waited six rounds. And instead of taking two offensive guards, they could have spent a pick on Jawan Jennings. He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Packers by far, Packers by far the worst drafting, the worst, the worst uh, draft. Oh yeah, easily. And um, yeah, especially because you have Aaron Jones, another great player. Who do you draft in the second round? Oh yeah, let's go ahead and draft a running back. We have you have mm-hmm. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams on the same team, and you're going right. to draft a running back. AJ AJ Dillon, no disrespect to him, he's a great player. I like I liked what I saw right. from him, but not the right pick. I feel like he's going to be underutilized there, and he's also I think he's going to get traded. Who the AJ Dillon? Mm-hmm. AJ Dillon, I I don't see him getting traded. Maybe I mean, not right season. away, but I feel like down the line he will be. Unless they have different plans maybe, for maybe. some of their other guys. Yeah. 
Um, who else do you think had a bad? Had um, a bad another draft? team, I I would say. Um, I mean, for me, it's a bit of a toss up. I feel like the Seahawks had a pretty bad draft, and the Patriots. But I th- I think second worst I'm gonna have to say Patriots. You you lose Patriots, Tom Brady, yes. you lose Benjamin mm-hmm. Watson, you only have Edelman, mm-hmm. Muhammad Sanu, and Nikhil Harry, who we don't even know if he's good or not. And then you don't even draft a receiver in the draft. You draft a safety with your first pick, which Kyle Duger, mm-hmm. I I do like him. I think he was really good. And he was climbing up the boards. But I don't think it was necessary for them to go after three linebackers in the draft. Right. Well, they did they did trade out of their first round pick. They which showed that they they really and you know, there's talks of you lose Brady and you tank. Mm -hmm. So I think they I don't I think they tank. I think it's all Bill Belichick's plan. I think he tanks this season and goes and gets, you know, Trevor Lawrence next year or something, you know, somebody that he knows will be good, that he knows will be, yeah, you know, a good set guy for them. Jarrett Stidham is not going to move. Um, you know, I think who else did they pick? They picked, they picked Andrew Jennings in the second round after they had taken Josh mm-hmm. Uche, I believe that's how you pronounce it, in the, mm-hmm. and then they drafted a kicker in the fifth round. They took they took uh they took a tight yeah, end too. Keen. From, well, they took a tight end from UCLA. Yeah. No. Oh yeah, they took two tight ends in the third round. Yeah, two tight ends and a kicker. Yeah, and New you, England. You picked a kicker okay. from Marshall, who, if I'm right, not mistaken, right. was not a great kicker to begin with in his. Mm-mm. College career, Justin mm-hmm. Rarwasser. Yeah, I mean, you could have taken guys like Rodrigo Blankenship if you're looking for a kicker. Best kicker in the draft. Mm-hmm. And then you go out and you pick a guy who, in his final year with the Marshall Herd, he went out and he. He made 15 of 21 field goal attempts with a long of, mm-hmm. get this, 40 yards. Yeah. it. I just don't understand the process, the thinking process. I mean, process. as you said, I do think Belichick has a plan. But um, mm-hmm. it, is it a great plan? We'll see. I mean, no. Belichick always has something up his sleeve. So you gotta trust Belichick. Belichick is Belichick. You gotta trust him, but yeah, I don't know. Um, let's move into the last last thing of the draft. Let's move into um. I'm gonna talk about I'll talk about the Ravens draft. <laughs> um, first round, first round, 28th pick. They took Patrick Queen, absolute stud at linebacker. Um, I love the pick. Um, they Patrick Queen. He, I'm pretty sure he is a Ravens fan in general. I, he's he's great. They will have, uh, he will have great success in the NFL, I believe. Um, 
What do you think? Um, I thought Patrick Queen is great. I'm surprised that a team like the Seahawks, who took Jordan Brooks right before right. that, I mm-hmm. think they should have taken Queen. Because Queen, he was mm-hmm. one of the best, or maybe not one of the best, but one of the better pass coverage linebackers in the draft. And for you to pass on him from with a guy from Texas Tech, not facing, right. well, I guess he is facing that Big 12 offenses, which are high-powered. But I think, again, SEC guy, won a national championship, had to play the best teams yeah. in the country, also had to play Oklahoma, had to play the Clemsons, had to play Alabama. Mm-hmm. I just right. don't think you you can pass on that. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't really understand it either. Um, moving on to their fifty fifth pick, second round pick, J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins is huge. Um, great running back. Um, I loved it. I would have loved the Titans to get this to get him. Um, J.K. Dobbins was my favorite running back in the draft. Um, I think he'll fit great in Baltimore with their whole run scheme that they've got doing there with, you know, Lamar and. Mark Ingram getting older, uh, I don't see him lasting. I think he will retire mm-hmm. with the Ravens. Um, whether it's soon, I'm not sure, but I, it, it won't be. He won't be there for you know, you know, six, seven more years. I doubt it. So I say J.K. Dobbins, great pick here. You take him and you you pair him with Ingram and you pair him with you know Justice Hill even, um, and Lamar. He sits there and he's a he's a big guy. Black Ingram, and you pair them together, and I think it. I think it's a great. Pick. My thinking with this is, like you said, you already have Justice Hill, who's another young guy, and I just think that like you're not giving the guys like Justice Hill, who's still 22 years old, and you aren't giving guys, yeah, and Justice Hill, he's 5'10", 201. He's got the same type of build as. Um, J.K. Dobbins, I do believe J.K. Dobbins will be better, but like, you yeah, have Justice Hill and Gus Edwards, who's another big guy. I just think you gotta give mm-hmm. those guys a chance. I don't know if you go running back right. that early in the draft. I understand what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like, I think it's. They 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 see Dobbins still up there, and they know that maybe they maybe they have a plan to you know trade Ingram and get something out of it. And they're like, well, we can just keep Dobbins and Hill, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe they maybe they have something like that plan. I don't I don't know. Um, moving into their next pick at um, seventy one, they took a defensive lineman, Justin Madubuke. Yeah. I would assume that's how you say it. Out of Texas A and M. Not I'm, I'm I'm not familiar with him. Um, their their defense is still is all is already really good with the addition of Calais Campbell on the defensive line. Um, but they also have they also did they did resign. Yes, Judon, they right? franchise tagged him. Okay, so they're gonna have yeah, great defensive I mean, line. They have a great defensive line and. Meadow Matabuke, he's three oh four six three on the D line, which is huge. And they got um Derek Wolf mm-hmm. as well, 
from the Broncos. I just think right. they they're really bulking up because, I mean, obviously we're biased because we're Titans fans. But um, they saw what Derrick Henry did mm-hmm. to them, and they knew they had to bulk up because right. our offensive line was just bullying them in that game. Right. Well, at the same time, it's like I think after the Titans came in and saw what they did to the Patriots with Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry completely changed mm-hmm. this year's playoffs. Derrick Henry, everyone saw what you can do with the run. And they were like, well, Titans can do it. We can do it. Well, it didn't work as good for everyone else. But, you know, it's it's just the same thing as everyone is starting to get, you know, the more high-powered running backs, I think, are starting to come into the drafts now. And everyone's seeing that, and they're like, they bulk up their offensive line. They get a good running back, and they're going to come at us. We got to bulk up. We got to mm-hmm. bulk up our defensive line. So it's like you either choose to have a really good offensive line with a high-powered, fast running back, or you choose to bulk up your defensive line and your inside linebackers as much as you can, and you stop them. So it's like, I, it, it can mm-hmm. go either way. Yeah, kind of um, grouping the Ravens' last picks together and just kind of highlighting a few. Um, the receivers they picked, I know James Prosh out of mm-hmm. SMU, he's a, he's a speedy guy, along with Devin DuVernay. He's also a very fast guy. Mm-hmm. But I've read up on both of yeah. them, and on both of them, they both lack some needed catching ability. Like, they obviously, they're going to catch the right. balls when they're wide open, but with, with a guy on them, they struggle a little bit to catch. How, I how believe Duvernay is in the 6-1 region. Six six one or six three. He he's actually five eleven. I believe I've I believe uh, it was his okay, well. teammate Colin Johnson who's six three. Yes, I know one of them mm-hmm. on Texas was tall. But um, I mean he's just another guy um, like Marquise Brown. Who I right. mean, if you have a whole bunch of short, speedy guys, I mean obviously the Chiefs are showing that it can work with Tyreek and Meikle. Yeah. But I feel like you also have to have that big guy in there. Right. You got to have at least, like, one bigger guy. Like, the Chiefs have. I mean, he's not huge mm-hmm. with Sammy Watkins. Not the biggest guy. But he's also, I mean, you got to have someone to go up there with the with Tyreek and Miko yeah. going deep or something. You got Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins underneath. Like, they got, they got it set up. Yeah, and then – um... I don't know, I just felt like the Ravens found good value with all their picks, which is kind of like the mm-hmm. last team we're going to mention. And um, that team is the Dallas Cowboys. They they found really good value mm-hmm. with all their picks, especially the C.D. Lamb pick. I mean, you, you can't pass up on that talent. Yep. And um, same thing with Trevon Diggs, especially because they lost Byron Jones. They're, they're able to fill that spot. Right. The good player from Bama. Um, right. I, I also like their Tyler Biedas pick from Wisconsin, especially with the departure right. yeah. of Travis Frederick to retirement. 
And mm-hmm. I I really think they found good good value. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, well, moving into the next and last segment of this, we are going to talk about um, John Robinson's plan to, uh, you know, bring the draft picks and the whole team together. What is his plan for this? Well, season? I mean, you might as well call this the, the clowny watch segment because – I mean, he said before the draft, what we do in the draft is going to dictate how aggressive we pursue Clowney. And um, mm-hmm. I just feel like we weren't aggressive in going after an edge rusher type guy for us to not go after yeah. Clowney. And Clowney has been rejecting offers. He rejected the biggest offer he saw from the Browns. And um, right. I just think he doesn't want to play there. Um, the Seahawks, I believe it's down to us and the Seahawks. And I believe the Seahawks, the Seahawks gave him a $15 million deal. But um, he still hasn't said anything to them. Yeah. I think he does want to play here. Um, he did release a statement saying that he – he doesn't want to go somewhere he's not going to win. And, you know, the teams offering for him at the moment are the Jets, the Browns, the Seahawks at one point, and the Titans. What out of those four teams has the best chance at winning right now that he wants to go somewhere? It's going to be us. Yes, the Seahawks are good. Yes, they're – I mean, they're right up there with us, but at the same time, he's already rejected an offer from them. And whether it's too low or not, I think he does want to come play here. He he wants to go somewhere that's gonna go and they want it and go all in this year and win. And in my opinion, if J Rock gets him, he's like, We're doing it this year. We're not waiting, we're not building again, we're going and we're winning this year. I mean, I I see nothing wrong with we have twenty million dollars left in cap space. I say we offer him eighteen, nineteen million. If he takes it, he takes it. If not, no, no more. But I mean, if you if you really want to win, if J Rob wants to go ahead and win all and win, I mean, year, yeah, kind of going along with that. Um, you know? I, yeah, I think the team is in win now mode, and I believe another addition. I it's a bit of a stretch right now, but if we could add Jamal Adams, give give the Jets some first round picks. If we're in win now mode, we could trade. This year and possibly next year's first round pick, if we're really willing to just go now, right. win a Super Bowl or two, right? I think that's that's a good move we right. can make because we can line them all up at strong safety. Maybe put Kenny Vaccaro possibly in the slot, or we can move. Um, we could stack up Jamal in the box. He's a great tackler. He's got great athleticism. I think he would be a great addition. Mm-hmm. He can tackle the big tight ends, and he's got really good ball skills. Yep. I think he could do everything we need. Yep. All right, well, this is where we will end this podcast. Um, Our next one will probably be about, you know, off-season, 
well, we will, we will build off of this, off of the Clowney and the Jamal Adams talks, off of the, uh, you still, you know, addressing what we've done this offseason and what little bit we have left to go. Um, so, that's been this podcast. Um, Anything you'd like to say? No, we basically covered it. Just going over um, free agents and going over what we should still be trying to do now. Um, kind of how this season might shake out. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that should be it. All right, well, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.